Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. My goodness, Zach. I've got a lot to talk to you about now. All right. I talked music with you, Danny, but it's not it's not fun. So, um, Zach, new music, right, that yes. I've been listening to. It's new old music. Are you? And I don't want to play it on the show. Probably not. Because yeah. it'll get, like, uh, the yes. audio, the, the podcast will be fine. Like, they could hear it. But it's the YouTube audience that would not be able to hear it, and we'll, yes. get, a, we'll get a violation. Google does get not like that. a slap like on the wrist. Yeah. Yeah, not worth it. So, um, are you familiar with um, Moon Knight, the new Disney Marvel series? Yeah. I know you are. Yeah, Zach yeah. is. Uh, Disney I, Plus. Yeah, yeah it's Disney Plus. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I, I'm like maybe two or three episodes in, but it doesn't matter because that's not what this story is about. It's about new music. And so, new old music. And so, uh, Engelberg, Engelberg Humperdinck? Engelbert Humperdinck. Whoa. Oh, Engelbert Man Without Love. Like, they're having this. How do your parents name you that? I mean, why, why is the. You know, I don't know. He's probably not from here. <laughs> he's from Sheboygan. Got it. And so. Uh, and is so, that Michigan? Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> Sheboygan, oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yes, yeah, so everyone with name Engelberg is from Sheboygan in this country. And so, um, man without love. What a, every day I wake up when I start to wake. You know, like, yes, yes. That's, in, that's in the show Moon Lonely that's is a man, man without love. love. Oh, my gosh, is that awesome? Oh, no. Oh, I've been listening to that. And so uh, on on the repeat. And <laughs> you, YouTube is not going to flag that. We just got to get Tim to, <laughs> Tim to sing it. We're yeah. safe. Yeah. And then, so then Tanya's like, hey, do you want to watch? So I we dig the Beatles, right? Like, we're not alone in this. Like, the Beatles are like. Awesome. And so, well, there's some people that don't care for the Beatles, but I I do enjoy the Beatles. But she's found this movie that she likes from when she was younger. Uh, What is it? Hold on. I've got it up here. It's um, I think it's Across the Universe. Yeah. Across the Universe. I remember that movie. Yeah. And so they do all these Beatles songs, but they're covers of the songs. Right. And there's some cameos in there by Bono. But the cameo that I enjoyed the most was by Joe Cocker. So two Beatles songs that Joe Cocker. I, I knew of the one Beatles song. Joe Cocker has done, which is a little help for my friends, mm-hmm. which quite frankly, I prefer the Joe Cocker version to the Beatles version. It is actually very good. Yeah. And, yep. uh, but he's done, um, come together in this movie. Oh, that would be good too. It's probably. really good. Yeah. It's the Joe Cocker version in across the universe. And I've got links. So we got a ton of show links to get to. We're going to get to those here in a minute. So, um, the Joe Cocker version of, uh, come together is freaking awesome. Well worth your time to explore the show links, whether you get it uh, through the email, you go straight to Vimeo, or you go to our YouTube page, and I'll show you all this stuff here in a moment. Uh, well worth your time. But listen, 
We got some technical issues. I'm speaking directly into our microphone. Okay. Yeah. And you're very close. I'm trying. You're not bobbing all no, the way back I know. in your chair. I, well, that's no. what happens. So, stock nerds, I've heard you. And I, and I love you, by the way, for sending me notes. I've gotten two notes, okay, from the last week. So, apparently, I move around when I talk. Zach, I'm going to ask Apparently. You, Apparently. Apparently. So, Zach, I'm going to Allegedly. Ask, allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's two right. things it's that are alleged. Alleged. <laughs> alleged. Not alleged. We can witness it. That's true. So, uh, yeah. OJ was allegedly. Me, I'm committing yes. it. We can tell. Yeah. Yes, yes. See, if you have a booming voice like me, you don't have to worry about it because it still comes loud and clear. That's right. You're too yes. animated, Tim. Yes. Um, yes. Well, so well, what you're I, what, enthusiastic What about I'm going to ask you to do nicely is I, uh, I need to turn my phone. Let me turn my phone down. Here, you should okay? turn your phone. Yes, please help me out here. You, you, you do that before the show. Remember we all said turn your phones off? He was excited to get started. Come on, man. <laughs> he had his I'm, notes I'm out. He was ready. Zach, to while yeah, I'm yeah. doing this, will you please pot me up? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. You want, you want to turn your volume up? Yes. Or you got <laughs> it. You're loud, loud as can be. Yes, I want you to pot me up. Okay, so now, thank you. So with that, see, I can hear myself a little bit more. I think, so what I've given the audience here is a compare and contrast. Right. They heard me at normal volumes that Zach has me at. And now, did I do my, I, okay, yes. So they hear me at normal volumes that Zach has me at. And now they hear the new and improved, where I'm not going to move. Okay. I'm going to desperately try not to move. But I look at Danny, I look at Zach, and say, anyway, it's a whole thing. So, stop. We even me. sent you like a neck brace on Amazon. Yes. We found that we could, you know, you put know, you in a, one in of a those, thing uh, and you couldn't move. Oh my gosh, I should do the show in an ambulance chaser <laughs> neck brace. You, you know, like when you get whiplash and yeah, they put you in that yeah. uh, dog type cone yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing this. I sent you like a high tech one. There. Oh, I want, no, I want the low tech, like <laughs> ambulance chaser one. Zach, well, next time we do a show without Danny, yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what you should do. We should get tuxedo, one of those, sh- tuxedo jacket and the neck brace. We should get one of those like chest rigs for GoPros that like bikers use when they <sighs> like go out and film themselves riding down yeah, trails man. really fast. And we'll do that. And we'll hook your microphone up. So look. And that way you can walk around like free <laughs> and, and you'll always be within six inches of the mic. Dude, I'm there. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Uh, we've gotten some great emails over the last week. Don did this uh, video. Let me show you real quick. Don did this interview with uh, Richard Moglin. And, yeah, we um, talked about it last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And But uh, let me show it to you right quick. Um, my goodness, I have it up here somewhere. Is uh, it Moglin or Moglin, Don? Moglin. Moglin. What did I say? Moglin. I said Moglin. 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 Just because uh, we were working out the spelling last week. Oh, there yeah. you go. So anyway, I've got, um, the, I got it up on the screen here. You can find it on our, our uh, website. Uh, it's a couple of videos down. I'll show you where to exactly go. And I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, Don did this video, and then so Don found uh, Don has uncovered a whole like new dearth of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, th- that follow our work now. Mm-hmm. And um, I got two emails in particular that I'm going to discuss. Well, one it was a Twitter message, and super awesome, enthusiastic investor asked me about stock lists and stuff. And I'm going to cover that here in a moment, okay? But Danny, this next one that I'm going to cover that I'm going to talk about, better buckle up your britches. It is. The email of all emails. Danny, I joined you in 2014. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking my work is done here. <laughs> After I receive this email, oh. I know that I've, I've reached peak me. Peak It's all downhill peak from here. Tim, peak Tim. Peak right. Tim. Over the hill. I don't think it can get any better than this email. I hope it's glowing. I, I can't wait to hear it. So... Uh, it's, it's, 
it's like the best one of the one of the better emails I've received. Okay, mm-hmm. normally it's just shut up, Tim. You know, like it's 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 old man on the porch. All get, kinds of feedback. Yeah, get sure. off my lawn, Tim. Yes. And I'm like, okay, but here. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe, I don't want to give this person's away, this person away. I, I don't know if I have permission to read it, but he's super nice. And I replied back. So I'm going to go with, you know, plausible. Maybe, maybe just the body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tim, listen to your daily video as you pumped, as you then pumped, started episode 400. So in my video the other day on Wednesday, I said, Hey, if you're going to give, if you're new to our work, do me a favor. You, you're, you're catching the red meat, go to the podcast. And I implore you, please start at episode 400, okay? And how you do that is you go to uh, Revere. Show my screen, please. Revere, I want you to go to Tomorrow's Insights, revereasset.com, Tomorrow's Insights. And then all you have to do is scroll down. uh, Oh, excuse me, podcast. You want to click podcast. And look, this is episode 406, so you've got some material to work with here. Episode 400, I implore you to please start at 400. I think 400 started a series of our work that is unrivaled in the history of this podcast, okay? <laughs> it's a good show. And we've done some good work, uh, but I really think 400 is where, if you're new to our work, you start at 400 and then just work your way up. He goes, first off, I landed at Revere because of Don's interview with Richard Moglin. 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 I'm gonna, it's in my head now. So yeah, big Larry, Curly, and Mo. Oh, that's how Moglin. I'll do it. Moglin, that's how I'll do it. So just to be quick, 30 seconds into 400, uh, into your 400 podcast, you name, Stanley of Morgan, you name Morgan Stanley, and why I'm missing in Lucent, exclamation point. So freaking crazy. I had the same challenges with Lucent at my Merrill broker at the why I'm missing PA branch. In my world, this is too crazy. I have told that Morgan Stanley story countless times. Never, ever, uh, always putting my line in the water. My bobber's just sitting there. Does anyone have this experience? And it hit big. Oh, my gosh. This is the biggest hit ever. I have always been interested uh, in the market, but I was too involved with my law enforcement career to change course until now at retirement. Happy retirement. By the way, being a, being a law enforcement officer is got to be one of the hardest jobs in America. So yeah, especially now. Really, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, as someone who has not served in law enforcement but have done something else with my life, um, God bless you. Like seriously, very incredibly difficult job. Uh, I have been working on learning and developing my process from great, uh, from great and giving contributors like yourself. Looking forward to catching up on podcasts and seeing where this goes. Thank you, so and so. Why I miss, why I'm missing Pennsylvania. That's it. Like that's the show. Like sure. that. I this this and so if you don't understand Stockner's the importance of this, in in this person's note is the he's encapsulating the why you need to sell he's encapsulating everything that we do here at revere asset it's not about where the great opportunity is to buy we start with the sell and it's something that i learned so early on when i when i first got out of the marine corps and i and i went and worked for william o'neill at ibd when he comes by into my cubicle, the magic moment where he says, anyone can get you windows now. Who can get you out? And I had never been on the road talking to an audience before. And then I went on the road very shortly thereafter. And I realized they didn't yeah, know how to we sell. We should put that quote on our homepage. That, that encapsulates what we do. Yeah. Anybody can get you in. Who can get you out? That yeah. And, and that. Perfectly. Yeah. And so I go to Phoenix 
Amy, oh, I don't want to say her last name. Her, her, she was the, this meetup group leader. And I, and I realized, and I was told all these people are, they love IBD for the most part, and not one of them in the room, may, well, I'm being a little facetious there, but the majority of the room had no idea how to sell stocks. And once I, I was nervous, it was awful. It was like the first time you make love to the person you love. Uh, you're like, was I good? And I was terrible. Both times. But I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was too easy. That yeah. was just like open the door. Yeah, man. Open and shut. And so when I, but when it was towards the middle to the end of the class where I hit my stride because I didn't know what they didn't know. And I didn't know what I knew, but I knew how to sell. And when I realized based on their questions, and this is like 2008, we're talking in October of 2008, when I realized- Good time to sell. I realized- or even before then. When I realized, oh my gosh, they, they need help selling. Like I'm up there and I'm like, I just scrap everything and I just start going through my process, which was very not nuanced at the time. And um, then I just realized, my whole, everything from thereafter is going to be built upon selling first. Managing risk first. Yeah. And let yeah. performance it's, will take care of itself. Stock nerds and market lovers. You don't want to hear this message in 2020. Not, not well, after March of 2020. Yeah. You don't want to hear this message in 2021. You want it, you, you're ready for this message now. And a few months ago. A few months, yeah. And, and so it's not the return on your capital that you should first and foremost be concerned about. Yeah, I've averaged a gazillion percent every year for the last 20 years. No, 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 no. That is an amateur approach. And it's never too late to start this approach. Your approach needs to be the return of your capital. The way you ensure the return of your capital is by managing risk. And so... This person that was so kind to write in and had such nice things to say about Don's interview and, and, and nice things about me, which I greatly appreciate. He's really talking about selling. Because apparently, in Why I'm Missing PA, those knobs love freaking Lucent. And they don't know how to sell. The entire borough, it's not a city, it's a borough. I think it's is it the borough of Why I'm Missing, the township. You know, it's, it doesn't matter. They don't know how to sell especially at the crater that should be the Morgan Stanley office. Lucent was the one of the dream stocks in the nine, late 90s, just like Dell Computer. There's a bunch, AOL. Right. There's a bunch. How many of those stocks do you still want? Not right. None? Not right. Yeah. And so, and so what, what this person did is really uh, go, man, I, can, I know. I need to learn how to sell. And so I've, I know, like, the, the whole thing that separates us from every other uh, Morgan Stanley, Merrill, Lynch, uh, Edward Jones office. Well, the discount program. Yeah, next to the vape shop in your strip mall is that we make ourselves available to you. We give our strategy to you. We don't implore plausible deniability. Let me get that mutual fund manager on the phone and give him a what to because you're unhappy. That, that's what you hear. They don't know. The person you're talking to at the Morgan Stanley office doesn't know how to trade stocks. They know how to talk in platitudes. That's all they can do. Fancy brochures, platitudes, and Windsor knot ties. That's it. 
And so for this person to absolutely take my, 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 uh, my, I wasn't begging. Well, your story. Yeah. No, no. Imploring. Start here. He's ready because man, everyone in the world has been stung by not selling everybody. I'd like to bring a point up that I don't think the, the, the investor knows, knows, right. But there's about three or four or five big, big marketing firms on Wall Street uh-huh. that actually cut, they, they make these newsletters, they write these articles, they'll make like a two or three page newsletter that can either go out weekly or monthly. And then they sell these. So it's got, you know, economic data and it makes it look like a, a gives it legitimacy, gives all these facts. Right. And then they go to these, the Merrill's, the Morgan Stanley's, all these big, big brokerage firms. And they say, and, and these firms buy this stuff so they don't have to create it themselves. And then they can drop in their own article by their oh. premier guy or whatever. So they're all and all these newsletters, whether it's coming from, it doesn't matter the brokerage house, it all looks the same. They've courted me before and said, hey, do you want to buy this? And then we'll, you write something once a month, we'll drop it in yeah. like on the bottom of page. And all they do is they move the article slightly around for each different brokerage house so that you don't know, so it looks different. Sure. And, and so there's one or two articles from someone in-house, and the rest of it is all around it. But the point is, all that advice is the same. That's why your parents guy from Morgan Stanley uh, got loosened. Loosen, yeah. It got loosened. And that's why the other guy at, at Merrill Lynch got loosened. That's a great point. Can it, we, it doesn't yeah. matter. Can we pause there? That, what you just said is it's all the same. Where the reason why people have taken to Don's interview or they come to our work and they find that they can relate to it is because it's not just being different for different sake. It's practicality and practical application that you can do at home. The pro- this is about process. Okay? So like, like Alan Iverson was about practice. This is about process. We give you a process that you can prove to yourself at home. You can go, oh yeah, this is what they talked about. They're giving me their strategy. Our whole business model is based upon giving you what we're doing because it's transparency. This whole industry has no transparency. Go talk to uh, uh, Mr. Morgan or Mr. Stanley or Mr. Merrill, Mr. Lynch, your, your advisor at the strip mall place, and go and ask them their process for investing. Don't, don't give them a heads up. Just walk in. Just email them. Hey, tell me your process. You're not going to get something straightforward. You're going to get sector allocation. You're going to get buy the dip. You're going to get it always comes back. You're going to get all the platitudes. Well, that's it. it rep, we represent the buy side, the investor. Wall Street is the sell side. They're trying to sell you product. They're yeah. trying to sell you something. And so that's why. I mean, I, this, that's, that email that I read doesn't, when you read between the lines uh, of what this gentleman wrote in, that's what he's saying. You guys are the truth. And so now that leads me uh, more to process. I got a really nice direct message from someone that heard Don's interview. And he said, Hey man, is this you? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's me. And that's how to, he goes, Oh, Hey, I, I listened to your content. I got introduced because of Don. And um, I said, Oh, that's cool. He goes, can you help me with stock list? I'm paraphrasing, okay? But that's the gist. 
And where I'm going to start here, and what I think he's asking, and if I'm wrong, I'll always readdress it. We can always come back and readdress it. What I think this person is asking is for uh, some, some screening and then how to stay organized. Because there's uh, like 2,500 investable stocks, right? And they're all oversubscribed. Meaning, and what do I mean by that? That there's more product, mutual funds, ETFs, vehicles created than there are stocks that are investable. To put in them. Yes. Yeah. There's more mutual funds than yep. stocks you can put in them. And so knowing that means that the, the, the buying, you know, on the, on the flip side, when they're all buying the same stock, it could be exacerbated on the upside. But more importantly, on the downside, it'll be really exacerbated. It'll go down two times faster to the downside, as everybody realizes, than it will go to the upside. Do you know when mutual funds sell, Tim? When they have to. Yeah. When do they have to? When they get net redemptions. Yep. When people hit their pain and they go, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore and sell and selling begets selling. Yep. And so, and so I, I want to, I'm going to give you these resources, but I need to tell you my philosophy. Let me pull up a video here. And so, uh, you know, let me, let me show you the resources first. Uh, where's that doc that I really, what did I do? Oh, here it is. I got covered up with uh, across the universe. Across the universe. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so look, this is the, the, these videos will all be in the show notes, okay? But they're all relevant. I had to dig back a, a year or two to find some of these because I know I've done videos on all most of the topics that you email in about. No matter who you are, uh, myself, Don, or Hunter have done a video on them, or we've done a podcast. But I'll give you right to the red meat in the videos because the videos. Uh, and you're like, what's the difference between a video and a podcast? Videos, like you'll never see us. The, the price action of the charts is the star. There's a reason why you don't, this isn't about ego. This is about you. Hence the title, Your Money. So the videos five days a week are about you and we're just telling you what we're seeing. The podcast uh, is a little bit, uh, is an opportunity to extrapolate upon what we're seeing. And so anyway, screening for stocks. So this video is, uh, and I'll show you the, I'll show you the the homepage of it in a second. Uh, a planning tra uh, trading plan for 2021. Here's Don's trading class. And so uh, ATR uh, study guide setup. Uh, we're going to talk ATR charts here in a second. Don't let me forget to do that. I'm not being facetious. Like I, I'm going to forget because I'm getting lost in my thoughts here. And then um, here's the video, Zach. A man without love. Engelberg. I'll put that in the show notes show too. Links. Yeah, yeah. Show links. That's show right. links. And so look. Uh, Don, Don has a trading, he did a lunch and learn. I think this is from almost two years ago now that I went and found, uh, that I think is relevant because it builds a little bit upon what Don talked about in Richard's interview. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the ATR charts, people that write in all the time, I want you to see how we're, how I'm using them. And then we've done recent podcasts within the last from 400 on where we talk about ATR charts. Now Don is uh, done a little bit more with ATR charts. So that, that'll be incorporated. If you just started episode 400, I'm telling you, you're getting our best work. Uh, a trading plan for 2021 incorporates a lot of this. Don't think that it's outdated at all. But then screening for stocks. Let me show you this, my friends. And so uh, where would I find that tab? I find it over here. I'm sorry, I've got a, here. And so it, this is all on our website, but I've just pulled up direct links. And so I give you the screen. And this is one, it's a free service, right? You can, I like to. Well, this is research. It's up to them to, if they want 
advice they need to reach yeah, out yeah, to us, yeah. But yeah. I give people free resources. Re- yes. Yeah, I don't I don't want you to pay for something. I like well, I use this high speed specialized gazillion dollar platform and you're screwed if you don't. That's not how my world works. We get you into the tent by giving you resources that are available to the free world and then we show you how to use them like no one else in the free world can. It's a claim to fame. And so this is the screen. This is a growth screen. And if you watch this video, what you'll see is that my process for organizing stock list isn't by sector, by subgroup. Uh, it's really, I, I want three or four names a week. And I want to focus on those names because when I lose money in the market, I see targets of opportunity and they weren't on my trading plan at the beginning of the week. It doesn't mean I'm inflexible. It means I've screened for some of the most fundamentally and technically sound stocks. Now I'm waiting for a trigger event. And what's that trigger event? For me, it might be something like a 5A cross. Again, the importance of price momentum is incorporated in episodes 400 through now. Is this 406 or 407? I've already forgotten. 406? 407. Uh, 406. This is 406? Yes. Okay. Now, it'll be talked about through 406. And so, well, what's the, like, it, well, it sounds like all you're doing is, is, is momentum trading there, Tim. No, 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 uh, fuddy-duddy on your lawn. Listen to me. Listen to me. The reason why Bill O'Neill's system is so powerful is because when you take, by the way, it's Investors Business Daily Cancel. When you take the stocks that have the fundamentals that matter, not your fundamentals at home. Well, they've got good free cash flow team. So this business should be soaring. Take the free cash flow and shove it up you know where. Oh, I love free cash flow. Oh, everybody that's for that, But that's for underwriting for safety, not necessarily price. <laughs> for growth. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. Well, our price to earnings ratio team is So you can get a better momentum stock as long as you've got a sell discipline to uh, protect yourself. Exactly. And so the characteristics, the seven common traits, as Bill would call them, uh, that once you get price momentum on your side, those seven characteristics are like Elon Musk's new Falcon 9 rocket. It's like a gazillion times more powerful than the space shuttle. It's got like 50 million engines underneath this tube, you know? It's amazing. It's powerful. And so when you get uh, these, these, these traits lined up and then you get price momentum on your side, whoo, standby, rocket ship. But listen to me. You can't find these things if your stock list is 225 deep. And if that's your process, yeah. I screen for 225. Look, I'm not arguing your process. But you can't do them all. If you're going to do them all, buy an ETF or, or a mutual yeah, fund. Yeah. If you're looking for the best of the best, like whatever your criteria is based on your trigger event, you need a process, you need four or five names locked and loaded. Like, okay, this is my plan. If I see this happen, I'm doing this. And you need entry and exit triggers. Because going back to... Well, well the exit... I want to make a real quick point. So you were talking about free cash flow. Yeah. Here's, here's the one thing. The reason... So free cash flow is great if you're doing... You want to do underwriting, make sure they don't go bankrupt. But in a growth company that's growing rapidly and going to increase in market cap and size, they're taking all of their cash flow and reinvesting it in the company and using it and growing. So they're not a mature 
cash cow company with lots of free cash flow. By definition, they're not going to be the one. Right. So like you going back to your story about Lucent oh, yeah. in the 90s, Lucent was a great stock to own in the 90s, but you had to know when to sell it because when it rolled over, it lost all its value. Right. That's the, that's so the, so if, you, if, you, if you need a process, like hey, I, maybe your process is great at home. Like maybe you've got it locked and loaded. Perfect. I'm doing something I'm, I'm almost certain is different than Don. Like, and, I, and I say this because when I went on the road, uh, it used to be the IBD 100. Every uh, paper was printed five days a week then. And every Monday would be this IBD 100. Bill cut it down to 50 because the last 50 were just junk, relatively. And people started complaining to me. And I realized, oh, you don't get it. Dude, I don't want the IBD 50. I want the IBD 1. Give me like five stocks to study and know so I can develop my trigger entry, whatever, whatever your trigger entry is, and then I also know when it's not working to get out. And if the best of the breed aren't working, there's probably something else wrong with the market. And so you need to know, it's not about being right. You need to know when you're wrong. Right. And so many people miss that point. They are so consumed with being right that they bought a stock and it went up in price. They pay to be right. And I'm telling you folks, you need to know when you're wrong. And if you have screened for what you might refer to as the best of breed, and they're not working, well, how would you know they're not working, Tim? Well, maybe they start closing below the 21 exponential moving average. Price is truth. Or they start closing below the 50-day moving average, depending upon where you, wherever you bought it. Like, hey, I bought it because it crossed the 200-day, and that, you know, coming up from a bottom, and, and it, they crossed back below it. That's not working. And so you need to know when you're wrong. I think almost before you know you're right. I mean, being right is obvious, right? It's just going up in price. It's doing what it's supposed to do. When do you pull the plug? And so, but if you're screening for junk, like if, like if the world's your oyster and everything's a target of opportunity, you don't know when you're wrong. You're not developing consistency. And that's what, look, you're looking, at, it's, it's not about home runs. You're, you'll get them. They'll just, dingers will come. But you, you, what you're looking for is to develop a consistent, repeatable process to identify when you're wrong. Well, let me give you one other gold nugget that, that you realized probably when you came over to Revere, maybe a little bit before. But you know, the when you came over from IBD, mm-hmm. you know, IBD has 197 subgroups, right? Yeah. And they always say you want to live in the top 50 because that's where all the institutional money, the pension funds, hedge funds, mm-hmm. mutual funds, you know, it's, it, or, or house, right? Huh? But you realize that it's not so much the absolute number in itself, it's actually the direction. So you were actually taking the weekly jockeying positions yes. of, of those, and you were looking at one that was maybe 120 that went to 90, and now is at 70 and is on its way over two weeks, is on its way to breaking in the top 50, then something that was five. And then it was 15, and now it's 35, and it's on the way out of the top 50. So there are nuances to oh, the data. It's a great resource, but you've got right. to be able to know There's a how ton to of use nuance. the data. Right. Yeah. There's a ton of nuance. And, and, and if we're being frank here, the people I, I – look, I don't, I don't think much has changed, to be quite frank, to be honest with you. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be real careful yeah. here. There's parts of the paper that are very good. The big picture, the subgroups, there, you, there's lots you, of stuff. Just like life, you need a filter. And I was able to succeed or find success because I could help people go through that paper in a 30-minute routine that gave them the five things that they needed to know. And you didn't need fan. You needed this, this hard copy newspaper. You do digital too. Um, and, and that's it. Not every piece of information is important. That's Some why, of it's marketing. Yeah. That's why I tell you, uh, and, I, and I beg you, if you want to watch the news, understand you're, being, you're watching it because you want to be entertained. Do it on mute. Oh, uh, that, that's 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 not hyperbole. Like some people will say it is hyperbole. The, let's talk about today. They're trying to make you take real, action. Real, real quick, they're, they're advertising the S and P five hundred. Go to my screen, Zach. The S and P five hundred is up two point three percent today. Okay, and um, if you watch the news. Why is the market not at zero? Everyone's being stung by everything, right? And in Wednesday's video, I, I gave um, like coin, we'll t- we can talk about coin, oh, we buy coin next Wednesday, but um, the stock coin. Uh, but I said, hey, here's some bearish targets. But if you watch the video, you just, you get beyond the title. I'm like, look, if, if this crosses this level, you're going to do a gap fill and you most likely are going to head up to 3,900. We're just about at 3,900. Like when I tell you it's a market and anything can happen, you need to understand that. And you, this could be a, just a glory. I mean, this is a glorious rally. This could be a, just a glorious, beautiful, wonderful, sunny day. Can I pause a second right here? I said the word glorious and it triggered a thought. One of our friends who, uh, David, um, I don't want to say his last name, but he comes into the, he used to come into the office occasionally mm-hmm. for some, uh, we talk stocks. Mm-hmm. Just had his first baby boy. Glorious. Um, and so uh, shout out to you, David, and uh, to your old wife and your beautiful son. I believe it's Theodore. And so um, congratulations. Anyway, glorious rally. And people are confused. I guarantee you people are confused by it. Because they're like, what, what causes this? Well, how do people on the wrong side of the boat, right? Being, being too short. And, but I can show you that graphically. And so the news is only meant to entertain. And, well, Tim, it used to be for information. I, I, I don't disagree. But right now, unless you're looking for the, why the cow, how the Cowboys are going to lose this season, or uh, we're in here in Dallas, or, or, the, or why it's friggin' hot, uh, you know, why are you watching the news? And so, um, as an Eagles fan, I wish I was getting the Philadelphia news because they're going to tell me how the Eagles are going to win. Two number one wide receivers, really good quarterback. And so, um, here we go. So look at this put call ratio chart. Highest levels in all of 2022. How can that be, Tim? How can that be some of the highest levels in all of 2022? I don't know. Just is. I mean, we had we had an invasion in Ukraine that started in February. Still higher. And look, you got this little bottom formation here. We talked about it last week. Everybody's on one side of the boat, bearish. You typically tip over and go to the other side. It could it be a short squeeze? Could be. They don't send me a memo, but I know how to interpret information. And so, yeah, the possibility of this thing going higher and then failing. Could we fail? Could we, could we, Danny, where would we fail? Oh, we're there. Like, like I don't know how strong the rally is. Maybe it goes beyond 
beyond the 21 daily. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Man, if you're going to fail, this is a place to fail. But what a glorious rally. And that's why you need a process that gives you that insight. And if you watch the news, you'll never have a process. You'll have a bunch of people telling you what they, they think. Well, Tim, how does that make you different? One, I'm more handsome. Two, two, I'm giving you transparency so you can practice it yourself. No one on TV is giving you their process. They just come on, talk a bunch of names, talk a bunch of macro stuff. They say words that make them sound smart and important. And I'm telling you that you, you want, you, the beauty of what we do is we take complicated topics and we get them down that where everybody can understand them. Because it's not about being smart. It's not about being right. It's about protection to allow your wealth to grow. And so two emails triggered all of that. And I can't thank you enough. And uh, uh, thank you to uh, Richard, whose name I'm not saying now because I'll just keep messing it up, for having Don on to get more people into the tent very quickly. You ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. We talked last week uh, about 401ks. Um, and look, that, that was uh, apparently a very popular topic. Mm-hmm. Thought it would be droll, you know, but no. No, no, no. Apparently, this is affecting a lot of people. And so uh, what I want you to do, Danny, is just really quickly re-encapsulate what people can do who have dead, for, they have, they have dead money sitting out there. Or, okay. or, or they're old. Right. They're older. Well, uh, yeah. so, so, so first of all, your 401Ks normally are one of your biggest assets, like your house. But if you've got an old 401K, you need to roll it over to an IRA. There's only one, one very, very rare exception that you want to leave your 401k uh, uh, at, at your new employer, not your old employer. That won't help. But, but your 401k, um, if you've got an old 401k, you want to roll it into your IRA for more control, better investment choices, lower cost, the whole bailiwick. Okay? Now, if you've got a current 401k and you're still employed, the number one first question you got to ask is, am I 65 or over? Because if I am, you can do what's called a statutory rollover to an IRA so you can start retirement planning. You can still contribute and start dollar cost averaging, whatever you want to call it, with your biweekly or monthly paycheck in the existing 401k. But say you got half a million dollars in a 401k, you can roll that into an IRA rollover, and then your next $1,000 off your paycheck goes back into the 401k where the mutual funds or whatever they have are. So the first thing is, are you 65 or over? Roll it out. Right. Secondly, then if you're not, but you're close, double check with your plan because many companies allow for an insert. It's called an in-service rollover, meaning you're still employed. They'll do, let you do an in-service rollover mm-hmm. at 62 or 60 or even 58. I've actually seen one plan that allowed for it at 52. That's ext- I've never seen that before, but normally it's uh, 60 or 62 rather than 65. But if they don't have that codicil, that clause in their 401k documents, then you can actually, you ha- they have to let you do it at 65. So those are the first two questions to clarify. If you can't roll it out to an IRA for better control, lower cost, better choices, potentially professionally managed, what have you, 
then you need to find out what your options are in your own plan. So the first thing you want to know is, do I have what's called a self-directed brokerage option? Which means you can, instead of doing the 12 or 15 or 20 mutual funds they've pre-selected saying it's really a great deal, well, okay. Um, 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 you might be able to do a little side account. It's still within the 401k, but it's full brokerage where you could do ETFs and in most cases, individual stocks. And you can trade them during the day. You don't have to wait to the net asset value of the mutual fund at the end of the day. If you can do that, you want to do that. Now, some of those plans will let you do 70% in the, in the full brokerage and 30% have to be in the mutual funds because they got to make your money on you. Some plans will allow you to do 100% in the self-directed brokerage. Whatever that percentage is, do it because you've got much better control. I'm sorry. I should have helped you there. You, a, did you have a yawn? No, no. It was a hiccup. Anyway, do, do it. Lastly, so if you can't do self-directed brokerage, then you've got to do, do with what they've pre-selected picked for you. So those are going to be mutual funds. Then you've got to look and see if they have any restrictions like a re short-term redemption fee of 2% if you don't hold it for 60 or 90 days. Or more commonly, they'll have a blackout period where, well, we want you to buy and hold into eternity because we want to get our fees paid infinitum. So if you sell our fund, we're not going to let you go back into the fund for 60 or 90 days. There could be a blackout period for a number of days. If it's a blackout period, then you've got to kind of keep a spreadsheet and you may have to ro rotate between a couple different funds. And we're not talking about day trading or doing anything like that, but you just need to know that. So that if you need to get out to get defensive and then you need to get back in within the 90 day period or whatever the blackout, you've got a second alternative. Right. And, and most funds are going to have two or three large cap funds, a couple mid cap, couple small caps. So you, normally you have enough flexibility. Now, if you've got short-term redemption fees, that gets a little trickier. That's a tougher thing to do, and you have to use more technical. And if you got that, just reach out to me, and I'll go over that. That gets a little more complicated in how to do. But the whole point is there's more than one way to skin a cat. Uh -huh. And so you can kind of make your 401K a little bit more proactive even if you've got just the mutual funds, then just sitting there in a pie chart through thick and thin and hope for the best. Uh, let me write something down here. I'm sorry. My charts froze while you were talking, okay. and, I, and we, we're going to desperately need our charts. Um, real quick, um, you know what? I'm going to talk ATR. I'm going to mention ATR charts. I'm going to show the setup okay. in my one last thing. Okay. Please, I'm, I'm not being facetious. Don't let me forget. Like that, not, okay. not, not a joke. Um, I'm going to forget, and I just had to write it down again. Um, Hunter, I'm going to come to you in two seconds, okay? And this will be literally, uh, my two seconds is like 25 seconds, but we all get that. But real quick, I don't know if I all, Don's trading class, like Don has a whole series of lunch and learns. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to try and dig them up and then put them on one document and then get them on the website, categorized as like. Just, oh, that'd be odd. Yeah. That'd be odd. We do need to customize a YouTube channel also yeah, yeah, so that I'm, you've got these. The yeah, because I was going series. through. So I downloaded all of 20 to 20. All of I knew like when I got this email from this fella, I knew like I've covered a bunch of these things that it was a little bit longer than what I covered. Right. And I'm like, let me just find the classes I know or the videos I know that we talk about a lot of this stuff. But then also you need like, like, look, it's the market. It's like math, man. There's a million ways, you right, know, okay, right, there's a couple right. ways to get to the, to a number, you right. know. And so there's a number of ways to trade. 
Well, he's got some on sell rules, yeah, yeah, there's overall the, yeah. portfolio management, you know. But I think the ATR chart study guide will help. Okay. And how, and then, like I said, if you go back and listen to episode 404, you know, through, through now, you're going to really uh, start to sing. And so, um, Hunter, 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 where are you, man? I don't see you. Where are you at, Jack? I'm here. You there? There he is. I'm here. Yeah, man. I'm What's here, going on? Yeah, you, uh, you, how you doing? So actually, I'm going to take a little page out of your book, Tim. Good. And what we're going to look at here, I got four stocks, huh? um, all a little bit more growthy oriented. But we're going to look at some weekly charts and we're going to talk about that 5-8 cross that you Good. highlighted a number of times on the show. So uh, first name we're going to look at here is D-O-C-N. Got to give me a second. I'm gonna pull these up here with. Yeah, I was gonna say just uh, talk a little, talk slow. My charts for oh no, that that came up pretty uh, digital lows and that came up pretty quick. I was afraid they were gonna be frozen for me for some reason. What you got? All right, do you have this? Is that a weekly Tim? That's a weekly, yes, sir. Okay, so on Market Smith, you've got, and I'm looking at a five simple moving average here, and then an eight exponential is what I've got. Okay. Um, and you've got this week with the strong move up, DOCN up about 12% or so for the week. You got the five crossing through the here on the weekly. And so what I want to point out here, and this is going to be true for all, um, or the, the next three stocks we look at, is for the five to start crossing up through the eight, these stocks need to have showed some period of kind of basing. Um, the, one, the stocks, the growth stocks that have had just sharp moves up after being really, really oversold, are probably not going to see that type of cross on the moving averages, but these names like DOCN, if you pull up pull up, pull up a daily uh, Tim, mm-hmm. well, that's you can nice see how this handle. one's kind of this one's kind of been basing here for the last I don't know two, three, four months while the market has been continuing to sell off. It didn't make a new low. The Nasdaq, the Dow, etc., all made new lows, and then here we have it back above the twenty-one, the eight, the fifty on a daily, and you have the five and the eight cross on the weekly. So some positive characteristics in some of these names. Obviously, not all growth stocks are going to have this 5-8 cross and all that, but there are some names that have been showing relative strength that are having that 5-8 cross either now or uh, in the last week or so. So the next name, Tim, is Zoom, a name that we own that has acted very well since we bought it here. Um, but same thing here. This one has the 5-8 and eight cross. Looks like pretty much taking place as this week has progressed. So um, five moving average on the weekly now around 112, the ADMA around 110. So you've got that cross here on Zoom. And then again, the daily chart, constructive basing for the last two, three, four months while the market has pulled back. So although these these charts or a lot of these stocks have had big sell-offs, um, when, a, when you're looking at growth stocks like this or any sector that or area of the market that's had major pullbacks, you want to see basing and then relative strength um towards or uh, against the S&P and that's what we've seen here with names like Zoom who didn't even come close to making new year to date lows while the S&P and the Nasdaq were doing so uh, just a week or two ago so you got the 58 cross here on Zoom you got the same thing happening here on Dynatrace ET is that Dyna what is the, the Dyna on that one oh, I'm sorry D- what is it ET oh Dynatrace? D-T. D-T. D is in uh, dinosaur. Thank you. There you go. I'm not very good with the phonetic alphabet, so no experience in the military for me. Um, (laughs) There's the 5A cross out. 
Yeah, 5-8 cross on the weekly here. Big change in character after uh, their recent EPS as well. Uh, so Dynatrace up pretty big from the recent lows. Did not make a new low along with the indices. Uh, same story here. A lot of And these charts are very similar. I mean, DOCN and uh, Dynatrace, very, very similar look to it. And then lastly here on the same subject, Array, a name in the solar space, has been basing uh, actually for longer really than what is array? these other stocks we've looked at. A-R-R-Y. I had A-A-R-Y. Okay. There we go. And so solar just kind of got taken to the woodshed uh, in a rapid fashion last year. And so Array, one of the new merchandise names, uh, one of the ones to get the worst of the beating. But again, this one has now had the 5-8 cross on the weekly, uh, occurred over the course of the last week or two. It's challenging that declining 200-day moving average for the second time now. And same situation, didn't even come close to making new year-to-date lows while the S&P and the NASDAQ did a couple weeks ago. Uh, and some healthy basing action here. And, and again, a similar look to what we looked at with DOCN, what we looked at with Dynatrace. So there are some, some signs out there that there are, there's growth stocks that have started to show relative strength, that have put in possibly constructive bases, and are at points where they're possibly getting ready to make a move. Now, does that move last? I don't know. Did these, could these end up coming back down harshly? Sure, they could. Could they end up going on a great run? Sure, they could. All I'm pointing out is that there's relative strength here and that these did not make new lows when the S&P and the NASDAQ did. So if you want to look through stocks that are showing relative strength, that is a really easy way to start it is, okay, what stocks were not making new lows uh, over the course of the last two weeks or so? And then if you want to take it a step further, Go look at what stocks are now above their 50-day moving average. That's a good place to start, too, because there's a, a, a good bit of stocks out there that are just getting up into the 21 or they're challenging the 50. Go look after after you look at the what's off the lows, look at what's above the 50-day moving average. So I just wanted to cover that. Four different names with the 5-8 cross on the weekly. Uh, Constructive-looking basis potentially developing at the bottom of the range here. Um, and a four different names in different areas. Last two things here, Tim. And this... Kind of goes hand in hand, but not necessarily. Uh, two names that have actually had pretty nice bases develop amidst the volatility in the market. Uh, number one is going to be Enphase, E-N-P-H, solar name, which this area has been showing relative strength recently. It has an RS rating of 95, uh, obviously down today, but you just have to understand on these solar names, they are very volatile, have a tendency to uh, have sharp moves one way or the other, reversals, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, zoom this out to a weekly, Tim, mm -hmm. and you'll see this is a pretty constructive base that's been going on for two years now, and you got an RS rating of 95. The RS rating has been angling up on the weekly pretty much since the, since the very beginning of the year. So here's a chart, although not like the growth ones we looked at just a moment ago, but a chart that's actually held up a constructive base amidst market turmoil. That's something you want to be looking for in, in a market like we're in. You want to be looking for something that's holding up in its base. It's not breaking the lows of the base. There's a double bottom pattern recognition on MarketSmith uh, going back to the lows in April and May. And then now it's trying to work its way back up through 200. So ENPH, a nice looking base. Check that chart out on a weekly. And then similarly, SWAV, kind of a, a similar look to it. Uh, and I'm pulling this up as well. Medical stocks have been strong, but you can see, again, this did not make new lows in the last couple of weeks like the indices did. Big relative strength over the course of the last few days. This, this company has earnings growth. 
Um, and we've seen the medical slash biotech space show really nice relative strength over the last week and a half or so. So SWAV, shockwave, and Enphase, two relatively constructive bases to take a look at. And then those four growth names, DOCN, ZM, Dynatrace, DT, and then Array, A-R-R-Y. That's all I got today, Tim. Very nice. Very nice. As we uh, uh, head over to Don, who's going to talk um, 20 over 21. Don's Friday video. Let me show you how to get that. Um, here we go. Here we go. Go to the website. Don's 21 over 21. All the videos, uh, whether it's a podcast video, uh, they show up in Tomorrow's Insights. You just hit Tomorrow's Insights. Don's video will be right here. Uh, in that space uh, for the take you into the weekend. And then again, if you, it's, it'll be linked in the show notes. If you want Don's interview with Richard, uh, it'll be, there he is. Uh, it'll be in the show notes as well. So you don't have to go uh, hunting too far for it. But Don, what do you, uh, oh, Don's going to talk SPLG. I believe. Yeah, we got, um, when we uh, dipped a couple toes in the water this week, when we bounced off the lows in the broad indexes, uh, we bought SPLG, which is a Schwab uh, offering that's basically the S&P 500. And somebody wrote in and asked, and I actually get this question a lot, uh, why did you not buy the SPY? It's the most liquid. There's a very good reason for that, and it's something that I hope everybody listening remembers. There's four large S&P 500 ETFs. The SPY should be the absolute last one that you ever buy. The big reason, well, there's two big reasons. First of all, the expense ratio for SPY is three times what the expense ratio is for the next three ETFs. Still small, it's 0.945%, uh, but it's significantly higher. As I said, three times higher than the next three. The next three ETFs are IVV, VOO, and SPLG. Their expense ratio is 0.03% for all three of them. The biggest reason to avoid SPY is the quarterly dividend. Uh, SPY went ex-div on 621. They're not paying that dividend until July 29th. The other three ETFs, IVV, VU, and SPLG, will all declare... Uh, SPLG declared its dividend also on 621. It's paying it out on 624, three days later. So a full month and five days before SPY would pay its dividend. IVV and VU haven't declared their dividend yet for the end of the second quarter. But looking back historically, they pay out the dividend between five and six days after the ex-dividend. I can't explain why SPY is doing that other than their kiting the money, making, holding, holding a significant amount of money, uh, holding the money for a month. I don't know what they're doing with it, but when there's four ETFs that are basically all created equal, three of them have much lower expense ratios and they pay out their dividend in a, in a more timely manner, namely a full month before SPY does. Avoid SPY is what that tells me. We, the only time we buy SPY is if we uh, are doing a tactical trade that's nowhere near the end of the quarter. Uh, and if we would be possibly uh, facing a wash sale because of one of the other ETFs that we own, it's the only time we ever buy SPY. It's, um, 
it, it, it just doesn't sit well with me that they hold that dividend for five weeks. It doesn't make any sense, especially when uh, all the uh, comparable ETFs don't. They pay it out within, within a week. So big point to make when you think of the S&P 500, you think of SPY. We talk about it all the time. I show the chart all the time. It's the most liquid, so it tracks the S&P uh, as closely as any of the other ones do, meaning, but I, I honestly, IVV and Boo are pretty expensive too, and they got their penny spreads also. So, uh, but, but from a dividend and expense ratio standpoint, don't buy, buy, buy one of the other three. Don, I'd like to draw Anything an analogy. That, Don, Don, I'd like to draw an analogy. So that's like getting yeah. a check. That's like getting a check, taking it to your bank, depositing it in your bank, and the bank's going to hold that check for six weeks before yeah. they give you the funds. Versus the other three ETFs, you get that check, you deposit it, and the bank holds it for three days to make sure the check clears. Once a check's cleared from the other bank, okay, fine, here are your funds. So they're going to hold the fund, your fund, your money, it's your money, and they're going to hold it for six weeks. Yeah, I don't get it. So um, that's the reason why we do what we do there. Uh, as far as rebuilding the 21 over 21, it was decimated two weeks ago. Uh, I've got plenty of stocks that are back over their 21 and actually forming somewhat constructive bases. So tune in to Friday night's video when we'll discuss that. Okay. That's, is that all you have? <laughs> I just want to be sure. Yeah, I think that's okay. The markets, uh, Hunter summed it up in his video. We do want to, uh, do want to point something out. Uh, as of the close, when Hunter did his video, we, we had a meeting and it looked like the volume on the NASDAQ was sufficient for a follow-through day. So we did the video stating that there was a follow-through day. What, we, what we're doing is comparing the price action and the volume. And on Market Smith's homepage, they showed the volume higher on the S&P and on the NASDAQ. But uh, somehow overnight, uh, they decided it wasn't quite a follow-through day. But we very well may be looking at a follow-through day today which is back-to-back -back strength days, which is uh, not really common in what we're doing. So right now, NASDAQ volume is up 4.7% versus Thursday. NYSE volume is up 10%. So with the price action, we're looking at a follow-through day there also. So, But again, there's still uh, quite a lot of time left in, uh, left in the day. And also, we've got the 21 day exponential moving average the qqq is playing volleyball above and below that today it's right on it right now it's currently above it the 21 day moving average for the Qs is about 290.75 right now we're at 291.31 big battleground level going on there and that level also corresponds to uh the, around the 3900 level really 38.85 on the s p uh, and the 21-day exponential moving average for the S&P is currently uh, 38.97. So big battleground area here, huge resistance at 3,900 for the S&P. Uh, we didn't get as long as I would have liked, but the gap, because of the gap up overnight, uh, my plan was when we got above 3,800, we'd get a little bit longer, but we opened uh, around 38.40. And uh, didn't get a pullback, but we're running straight up into resistance now at this 3,900 area. That's going to be a very key level for the market. All right. And that's it. Awesome. <clears throat> this has been a big, big show.
A lot the, big, of the big show. Big show. So like the Ed big Sullivan. Show. The big, the really, big show. really big show. I, you know, really, and, really big show. And Zach, I feel awful. I haven't given you anything for the show title. I got something brewing over here. You're not going to believe. Uh, it. All right, we'll, we'll let him use his creativity. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So listen, I've got, I've got a, I've got one last thing. Uh, it's a good one. Um, you wanted me to remind you about ATR charts? Yep, it? yep. Uh, and then here's the thing, Danny. I because I got one last thing. I need you to do the short outro the one that gets him gets gets back to me quickly i'm afraid to do that yeah all right folks listen <laughs> if you like what you heard please tell a friend tell a neighbor just tell them send them to revereasset.com they can go to our uh subscribe button and they can uh, sign up for oh, our daily I, 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 this is my fault i know you're in the middle of doing the short <laughs> outro man but man i, I want to tell you the issue has been fixed Okay. I got, I got a confirmation this morning in a screenshot. I'm so, going to go test it. Yeah. So okay. when people were signing up uh, for the newsletter, the confirmation that, hey, you signed up. I'd get well, two of them. Well, no, it was, in, um, it was in, uh, on mobile. Most people were doing it on mobile. And so it was in black typeface. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black on black. So yeah. they didn't see the Couldn't font. See so it. they didn't see the confirmation it, if they'd it, sign it, up twice. On desktop, it's fine. But on mobile, it's yeah. not. And so now it's, it's fine. Okay. Even better. Yeah. All right, folks. Anyway, you can just go to the subscribe button on revereasset.com. You can sign up for our daily market newsletter uh, or market insight, and it'll be delivered to your inbox every evening after the mar- after we complete it. And you'll also get this, uh, our uh, uh, Your Money pod- weekly podcast delivered right in your inbox. You can go to the contact button and actually send us a message if you want to uh, have a top you want a complimentary portfolio review you want to learn more about revere's uh, professional management or you uh, just have a question or topic you want discussed on the show okay you can email any of us dan at revereasset.com tim don or hunter at revereasset.com and you can always call us old school on the rotary phone yes. at 855-REAL-WEALTH. Yeah, if you're on your smart device and you want to get uh, hooked up with Danny, who is affectionately known around here as America's fiduciary, just hit the little phone button. And look, we take calls over the weekend, so we're not... You, I thought you, I was known as a damn genius. I mean, also, uh, <laughs> both can be true. Yeah, Both can be true. There both you go. Well, Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Every, uh, morning, every morning when he calls me, I greet him with, hey, little Danny Stewart, you big bad Texan. Oh, he loves so that. if you call Danny... He's tired of hearing it, but I told him I'm going to be saying that to him every day for the next 10 years at least. So when Danny answers the phone, when you call, say, hey, little Danny Stewart, you big bad Texan. And Danny, if you can keep a uh, log of who does that, I'll, I'll send them a gift. Uh, uh, the gift will be your spice rub. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh, I haven't <laughs> talked spice rub in a long time. Spread far and wide. Um, yes. Yes. Um, so, it's uh, a dry rub for people that don't know, for barbecuing meat. Great go rub. ahead, go ahead, yeah. Tim. It's a dry rub. That yeah. was our short outro. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so trading view. Uh, someone emailed, "Hey, can you show me your ATR charts? I'm trying to set them up on trading view. I don't use uh, Thinkorswim." So I'm gonna. You can pause the video right here. These are the settings that you want to use um, for your ATR charts. Okay. Giving away the farm here. Yeah, giving yeah. away the farm. And so, look, um, that's using Keltner channels. Uh, you anchor on the 21 exponential. Now, I, don't ha- I do like TradingView. I don't use TradingView for my ATR work. But it doesn't mean I can't set it up and show it to somebody. And so I'll work on getting uh, my uh, TradingView charts up and running with ATR view. Somebody asked about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so 
Look, um, I use Thinkorswim. So uh, I don't have a setting yet for ATR, um, but I can tell you what they should be. That's why I showed you that. And then I'll work uh, in the meantime in getting uh, some ATR work on TradingView charts. I, I like TradingView. But, uh, but, but it is based on the 21, right? Yeah, 21 based on 21 exponential. Yeah, because yeah, okay. yeah, everything, yeah, everything eventually reverts to the mean. Yeah, the what setting. The, that's yeah, your setting, right. Yeah. Okay. And so the mean, uh, average mean mode, the mean is the 21. Our stop for what yeah, we do. Yeah, for the 21. Okay, so hopefully that all helps. And then all right. Folks. We'll talk to you next week on Your Money. Barring any extrogenous events from Little Danny Stewart and Big Bad Texan. 